History will be made in Florida today, where former President Donald Trump is expected to surrender on the first federal charges ever filed against a U.S. president, former or current. So, of course, that is where we find our Global News Washington correspondent, Reggie Cicchini, this morning. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. Where are you? What's going on? So we are outside of the federal courthouse uh, in Miami, where for the last several hours it has been a bit of a media circus. But over the last, say, 30 minutes or so, we've seen a, a steady trickle of supporters of the former president uh, start to, to appear. Uh, they are chanting Trump. They are kind of trying to talk to anybody that they can, explaining uh, the case that they believe that this is nothing more than a political persecution uh, of their president. But for the moment, it's peaceful. Okay, that's good. So what is likely to happen today? What events are going to unfold here? So there will be a couple of different things happening. On the inside of the courtroom, Donald Trump will be uh, arraigned. He will have those 37 charges uh, read uh, before him that were in that really explosive indictment that came out uh, last week. He will be digitally fingerprinted. There may or may not be a mugshot taken. Uh, if there is, it won't be released uh, publicly. Uh, and at that point, he, you know, the, the rest of the process will continue and he'll eventually leave and head back to New Jersey. On the outside of the courtroom, uh, that's where things could potentially become dicey. Local law enforcement say that they are prepared for what could be 100, 1,000, 5,000, 50,000 people, depending on who shows up, who heeded that call from the former president to come out and protest. But, um, you know, I, I can be very honest when I say this. When we were in New York, every street was behind layers and layers of medical metal barricades. Uh, here we are outside of the courthouse. The only thing barricading the courthouse from the street is the media and a piece of police tape. There is very little visible security presence this morning. Okay, so obviously a close eye on that. So tell us a bit about this case, though, because I've been doing some reading on this, and this is very different from the previous indictment. Yeah, well, first of all, the previous indictment was on state charges, and that was linked to falsified business accounts uh, and the hush money scandal. This is a far more serious situation where the former president is facing federal charges linked uh, to the mishandling of classified documents. And should point out, some of those documents were so classified, Simi, that the, the classification of them itself was classified. And the indictment showed that there were boxes upon boxes of these documents linked to uh, sensitive national security issues and, 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 uh, and, and issues that would be dealt with amongst its uh, security allies, including Canada, kind of strewn about on the floor, in the bathroom, and in a ballroom in, a, in close proximity to uh, people that would be at this public club. And it stems from a long fight, a drawn-out fight, and ignored subpoenas from the government to get these documents back. Legal experts say at the end of the day, the indictment and the charges that Donald Trump are facing are a result of his own actions. Okay, and these are not the documents that he returned, right? These are the documents that they found even after some documents had been re returned. Yeah, pr yeah, precisely. So the charges that he's facing are not related to anything that were turned back and handed over to the National Archives. It is simply the boxes that he had fought against uh, handing back and, and retained. And I think you know, what's interesting here is the reason there is so much evidence inside of that inside of that indictment is because one of his own lawyers was forced to turn on him. There was a crime fraud exception that was put in place. And Evan Corcoran 
and his contemporaneous notes uh, had to be presented to the grand jury. So these were words taken by a lawyer from his own client uh, about, you know, actions pertaining to these documents and willful attempts to try and subvert a subpoena. Uh, and that's what makes this such a remarkable moment. It could be also the reason that Trump wasn't able to secure any local counsel in Florida ahead of this arraignment. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I was going to ask you, so does he not, and it's required, right, that he have local counsel? Yeah, it's required that somebody who is able to practice in Florida be with him. And, and one of his lawyers uh, that he has with him from his core D.C. team of the two that came down uh, does have uh, permissibility to, to, to practice in Florida. But he wasn't able to secure a law firm. We heard just a couple of days ago that he was still interviewing firms. We know they were interviewing firms yesterday. And then by this morning, they were unable to secure somebody. And it could simply be because his lawyer had to turn on him. And there is a realization here that there is risk associated with um, with defending the former president and, and legal counsel and defense attorneys could find themselves trying to weigh whether or not their career might be put on the line if they take this case on. Okay, so this is supposed to happen noon West Coast time, three o'clock your time, Reggie. Then what's going to happen? What's allowed in the courtroom? What isn't allowed in the courtroom? Very little is allowed in the courtroom. We saw this morning a line of a couple of dozen journalists that were allowed in the room, but there is no transmitting devices that are allowed, no phones, no cameras, because it's a federal courtroom. So it won't be like New York. We won't see that perp walk of Trump leaving one door and going into another. We're going to solely have to rely on court sketches uh, and, and information that comes out from the reporters inside afterwards. So there will be about an hour's silence where we will have no idea what's happening during this arraignment process. And then, as I said, he takes off after this and immediately boards his plane to go back to a fundraiser because Trump is, as Trump does, monetizing off of something that could be politically and legally dangerous for him. Right. So we'll definitely probably be hearing more about this from the fundraiser, too, wouldn't we? Because like, I know the, pres- the former president will Ye- talk about this. Yeah, and, and it, this is what happened after New York's uh, arraignment as well. The yeah. former president went back to a uh, fundraising event, and it was carried by some of the right-wing networks, but he eventually spoke about this. Uh, there's a chance he will take to his fundraiser tonight and push back on this. He sees himself as the victim of a political witch hunt, blaming this on the Department of Justice and on the Biden administration, uh, and his words are having an impact. There has been polling that comes out to show that the support underneath him is strengthening and is mm-hmm. growing, despite the fact that there is a real chance here that he faces conviction. It's so fascinating. Reggie, thank you. Good luck today.